0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. Um, I am joined tonight by Eddie, Phil, and Shane, where we recap the draft and preview week one of the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, Football starts Thursday. It's Wednesday when we recorded this. Everybody's excited. Nothing better than week one. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host, the Denver Desert Dog, the Commish, Matt Kozlowski, joining me tonight from the Steel Curtain, Eddie Mitchum. What's up? How are you, buddy? Super. Happy to have you on here.
1: It's good to be back.
0: Um, also joining us, Phil Bruce from the Seawolves.
2: Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for having me on, Matt. No problem, despite
0: my better judgment. You are no longer Mr. Big Stacks either, by the way.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. But got to give the fans what yeah. they want, so happy to be invited. Uh, four-man episode tonight. Shane Stein,
3: how are you? It's good to be here, Matt. Thanks for
0: having me. Hey, no problem. Anything for you, buddy. Um, so we had our draft on Monday. It is Wednesday night. 9pm that we're recording this Just had the first waiver run run Today at noon Under the new waiver format Um Draft was Pretty fun in my opinion It was a nice day Got done about three hours With some breaks Um And it's always good to get the league in the room together So I guess I'll start with Phil Since I think he's the most anxious To talk about the draft Um Phil, so what was your favorite moment from the draft?
2: Um, I I mean I I I had a few I liked seeing on Johnson get thrown out. I thought that was pretty funny. And then me me pretty much taking on the the rest of the room and bidding myself up on O. J. Howard. I and and you know what? It's really nice to see a few years removed now. I, I guess it took that long for wins to heal but Papa Ka is really coming around on just how funny the Chris Carson for Julio deal was way back when. And seeing that come full circle, it, it, it felt complete. It's it's nice to see that that story close and very satisfied with that. And I, I, I thought he had some, some good zingers, especially directed at me that I, I thought was pretty hilarious.
0: Yeah. The, the Carson thing, it really feels like that's come full circle over and gone now that, Shane was the one that went out and spent forty some dollars for Chris Carson, so I think we're I think we're in a good place with Chris Carson now. Eddie, what was your favorite moment from the draft, other than when Phil told the room that his four second round picks were four first round
1: picks? Uh, uh I don't know. I I can't even think of anything that happened to be honest with
0: you. <laughs> you were sitting there just whirling the whole time trying to figure out a new pivot
1: yeah i was constantly pivoting and i'm probably on the verge of cte so i don't really remember what i did yesterday
0: (laughs) speaking of cte antonio brown 60 some (laughs) dollars huge
3: discount shame what happened there yeah uh i i believe that he literally is just a crazy person and I don't know the I could bid on. I I I would not shock me at all if he came out tomorrow and said like, "I'm taking up a new career and doing something else."
1: He came at the Raiders today. Yeah, Jane. He's
0: who's who's crazier, him or some of your ex girlfriends?
1: So,
3: <laughs> shockingly, I think it's him. <laughs> oh,
1: that's, and that's saying a lot. If you were gonna rank a top five, he's fifth. <laughs> and It's not close.
0: Uh, uh, and right, like, we'll, keep the, names, them, we'll keep the names. We'll keep the names out. We'll keep the names out of it. That's good. Um, which division? Oh, you threw this in there, Phil. I did not write that. Which division looks better, Farver Elway? We'll save that to the end. Um, who do you guys think did a good job? Everyone, don't. Can we kind of one name each? And there's four of us on here tonight.
1: Who did a good job, you said? Yeah, who did a good job? Um, I mean, someone we talked about. If Melvin Gordon comes back, I think sure did a nice job.
0: Yeah, that, that would be bad news bears having Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, and Nick Chubb all in the same lineup. <laughs> oh, my God. But that wouldn't be helpful for all of us. Phil,
2: who do you think did a nice job? Yeah, happy to have that roster in the division. Great. Um, I I obviously like what sure did. Nobody's going to be able to compete with those running backs if it all works out. I kind of like Spears' draft just because of the pieces he added with with the the wide receivers, and then he has a difference maker in Ertz. And then his late throws, Kareem Hunt, Allison, Chris Thompson, Anthony Miller. I I, I love those guys, so I think it's a pretty – Pretty complete roster, but just sitting next to him and, and seeing his thought process and some of the values he was getting for his players, I, I thought he did a really nice job. Yeah, I think
0: his team's pretty good. It's a little top heavy. I didn't love the bench guys as much as you did. Um, and I really don't think Rashad Penny is a good flex, but um, he definitely went out there. He got the best tight end available. He added some good depth that, or some good value to that team on um, the starting lineup. So I, I would agree with that.
3: Stein, who was your favorite draft other than mine? Um, The Desert Dogs, I think, did the best. (laughs) Um, I think they leave the draft with the best team. Um, I like what you did with your receivers. Um, It's pretty much what you need to do. You need to pound the wide receiver spot. You already have the two top running backs. And, yeah, you did it. So, you're going to be tough to beat again. You said I had the two top running backs? Two top running backs. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say, I don't believe i said that i said the top the two top but i i meant two top running
2: backs. gotcha okay um yeah i, I was gonna say who's the second one <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: uh...
2: In,
0: ingram i guess ingram's good um who did i think did a good job i i you know i think phil did phil did fine obviously he had all the money so getting Beckham and... I'm not like I'm not a huge Nixon fan, but obviously he's still a good player. So um <clears throat> having those guys along with Juju and is good and O. J. Howard. Um I was in on O. J. Howard. I liked him. So that's good. I thought my dad did a nice job. I thought I like my dad's team. Um getting Julio, Tyler Lockett. Um I think I think he had a pretty nice draft. TY uh he didn't get TY. Julian Edelman. Um you got a lot of players that I was kinda liking too, Hunter Henry, Matt Ryan. So I think my dad's got a nice team. I think the the Patriots can be better this year than they've been. Anybody disagree with any of the good job picks?
3: No, I did like the Patriots. I did I did say before we left there I, I liked his squad. Um I thought he did a real nice job. Um I see the Patriots getting back back to business this year. Um, who else did I like? I liked. Uh, obviously, we liked amusement parks. Those running backs are are insane. And
0: I thought, for what it's worth, storms did a good job with one hundred and eighteen dollars. Tyler.
3: Yeah. Yeah, not easy to put something together with one hundred and eighteen bucks, but. Looking at his, looking at his squad right now, it looks like he he did a pretty nice job.
0: Eddie, do you want the layup on who did a bad job?
1: Um, the guy with seventeen one dollar
0: players. <laughs> he was sitting at our table.
1: <laughs> I really wanted to say that. I mean, obviously Phil's roster is pretty solid, but I was looking at it like there's inherent risk with Josh Gordon and then 14 on Will Fuller. I wanted to compile some argument about how if you took the money for Gordon Howard and Fuller and spent it on one more top tier guy, your roster would be a little scarier, but I'm looking around at who went for like 60 bucks and I don't think there was a guy, so maybe spreading it out the way you did was the right move.
2: Yeah, that, that that's a really good point and I um I had Juju, Odell, Mixon and Connor and I was looking at how much money I had left and I kind of debated that in my head of if I wanted to just get one more guy and just get the, the rest of one dollar players but some of these names I I just wanted to go for straight high upside and try and hit on two of these guys so I I, I took the Watkins fuller I spent way more than I thought I was gonna have to on but it, it allowed me to fill out my bench with guys that I I really had wanted before that yes I I could have gotten a, a Keenan Allen for 59 but that's just I I, I wanted to take take the, the Hail Mary and, and, and go for it
0: I couldn't get myself there on Keenan Allen I, that one I thought that was a weird bid I mean Thielen's carried some clout in this league before so I get that but I just couldn't get myself there with that Keen Allen bit. That that kinda is like a blur to me how that got to where it was. I don't know who that was up against.
2: So that was that was me. <laughs> I I um being Mr. Big Stacks after I got Odell, I made a pretty strong effort to say, Okay, from here on out as long as the guys are a, at least a little bit below what I had a value of, I was out there purposely bidding a lot of these guys up. Cause I, as the big stack, I feel like I had the responsibility to make sure that people got these guys for a little bit more than what they wanted to. And they got more of fair value for the rest of the league. And that to me falls on somebody that has all that extra money that can do something like that to, to protect everybody else. Oh, you're
0: such a white
2: knight. Thank you for that. <laughs> Well, I mean, some of these guys, like Melvin Gordon, probably would have gone a lot cheaper if I didn't jump in. Keenan Allen would have probably gone for 50 bucks, Right? I, I was in on a lot of players. So, some of those bids, I'm like, I don't really want them, but at that price, I'll, I'm fine if I get stuck with them, and then I'd get to the point where I would just jump off.
0: Yeah, you did a lot of bidding. I will, I will admit that.
2: You definitely were. I feel like you were in on every
0: player. Um, so, being in on every player, you had a obviously a
2: good feel for what everybody was doing. So who do you think did a bad job? Well, I, I think Butler got stuck with Keenan Allen and he really didn't want Keenan Allen for 50-59. He did 69. get stuck,
0: that's um, right. that, that was he, he was laughing about bidding you up and you stopped. Yeah. That's right. That That's coming back to me now.
2: Yeah, it was weird. I had a, a $59 value on some of those players and he was <clears> – <throat> He was one of them where I was willing to go higher. I didn't want to go to 59, but when he hit 59, I knew immediately, like, that's it. I'm out. Um, but, I, I, like, other than that, there were – I don't know if there were bad drafts, but more of players I didn't expect to go so high that, that went way, way higher than I had values in. Um, like like the DD Westbrook for, for 32. Like, I, I was high on Westbrook before the draft. But having him around the same price as what we priced some of the, like a, like a Miles Sanders for thirty, somebody that has that franchise defining upside, I I just had a hard time getting around some of those prices. And like you see, Dee goes for thirty two. Robert Woods, who everybody agrees is a tier three wide receiver with that wide receiver one upside, he goes for thirty seven. And it's 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 like you're you're just sitting there kind of kind of scratching your head. I like Westbrook. I just like the value of him was too much
3: good Shane. <laughs> after that ran i, I kind of forgot what the question is but um if if you, if you could repeat it for me who did a bad job um it was simple well i think i think <laughs> butler kind of saved he he kind of had the the tea bag draft of 2019 <laughs> so um looking at his roster he kind he kind of has a a similar to my 2018 team, where it's just some bad players at the end. Um, ha- went receiver heavy. Looks like he's loaded at receiver just like I was last year, and then just a slew of backup running backs at the bottom. Um, so yeah, um, it's going to be rough. I tried that path last year, and it was not not easy. So Butler's going to need to hit some hit some gold on the waiver wire.
0: Yeah, um, it's funny you said the running backs at the bottom of his draft um, are backups. I'm not sure Tevin Coleman and Devin Singletary aren't backups. and <laughs> They were at the top of his draft. So um, This is a strategy Butler's kind of used before, though, in spending all of his money on three or four guys. The only problem this year is I don't think any of it was the running back position, which tough to win in this league not doing that, so... He he only spent money, more than a dollar, on four players. Three players, yep. I'm sorry. He got Thielen, Keenan Allen, and Devin Singletary. The rest of his team is $1 players, Correct. which is just fascinating to me that you can literally do that in a draft and walk out of the room and have a smile on your face. Um, but, hey, he had fun. He was more engaged this year than he was last year, so I, I appreciate that. Um, Phil, I think you already threw out what you think the
2: answer is this. Which division looks better, Favre or L.A.? Yeah, I, I, I like I like L.A. And then, my God, I'm still thinking about Scher's team. Like, what the hell are we going to do with him in the division if Melvin Gordon comes back and signs a contract? I, I just – I think it's – the the better teams are better in the LA division and the average overall is is better. So I think we'll see a lot more points scored as a division in in LA versus Favre. It'll be really interesting to see once we do the the cross division matchups, what what happens, but we'll be able to tell relatively quickly through the first few weeks, which one really is better. Uh, ESPN
0: thinks it's pretty close in the final standings projection. Um, it's pretty much alternating, you know, between the divisions until you get to the fifth spot, where five and six are franchised in ice cream,
2: both from L.A., and then we have the next two with the clan and the tea bag. Um, Is that? Is that based on total I points? I don't know because I <clears> thought – Because it, if, it's based on, if it's based on record, then everybody's playing each other in their own division, which would make sense, right? That Yeah, I even. don't know how they do it. Um, I know Eddie went back
0: two spots and nothing changed about his team. He moved A.J. Green to the IR and he moved back two spots. This, last I checked, A.J. Green wasn't scoring in week one anyway, so I don't know why that changed his projections. So who knows how he is doing it. It's sponsored by TV and Maybe we could ask them. Maybe ask them. You got any connections there, Phil? Let's
2: we'll see what I can do. All right.
0: Um, do we want to talk about, I think the only two people <clears throat> that we didn't, three people that we didn't mention um, at all were Fedley, Micah, and Bowl. Um. Eddie, you want to give us thoughts on any one of those three drafts?
1: My draft wasn't mentioned either, but I don't care if you talked about
3: it. Sorry. Neither it? was my neither was mine, Ed, so. Yeah.
1: Right. Talking wow. about like, three people.
3: This is basically turning into the dogs versus wolves oh podcast. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I know who I wanted to All right, Eddie, give me
0: some thoughts on Micah's draft.
3: Uh I was hoping you gave me Micah's. I actually think he did a nice job. Good. 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 Um if uh if Mr. Big Chest is back to being insane, um the squad actually looks pretty good. So I mean, you can't go wrong. I think getting RW1 for a dollar. Obviously, it's quarterbacks going cheap, but I mean, he's he's solid and then you have Mack and Williams at the running back spots and then he, he adds A.B. to Devontae Adams, I mean, it would be hard for us to find a better wide receiver duo. So, I mean, I, I, I gotta kind of like what he, What Micah Mike, what Mike did. Um, if Austin Eckler can give him anything, I feel like he's going to be real tough.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I hadn't thought about that because obviously the Williams news isn't great <clears throat> about the Chiefs' backfield. Um I don't I don't like Delaney Walker and I don't like Russell Wilson this year for fantasy. Um so I hadn't thought about it too much. But yeah, is that's I mean obviously if Brown is if Brown hopefully is the that's a good team. Eddie, do you wanna talk about Bulls draft? Uh, or fe- or Fedley's because you were sitting next to Fedley.
1: Sure.
3: And <laughs> that's why we like you, man. You bring a lot of excitement to the <clears> pod.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I mean, what, I
3: what did you think about Fegley's draft? Give me some thoughts.
1: Um, he doesn't have any running backs. James um, James White and Derek Henry. Yeah, it doesn't get me excited. Um, the only thing that gets people excited about Henry is the fact that he had, like, multiple... 60-plus-yard touchdown runs to end the season. It made it look like he was good, but he's not. Um, James White, who knows? Cluttered backfield, he'll catch balls. I think everyone knows that. Um, I felt bad about letting Alshon Jeffrey go for 17 as a target that I had. Uh, I wish I would have gone there instead of A.J. Green just to get guaranteed points. Um, Tony Pollard for 10 is obviously not good now. No. That should have been spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone mm-hmm. knew that.
0: Um, he spent a lot of money on his bench. I mean, seventeen dollars on two players, then you got Freeman for seven. That's you don't want to do seventeen dollars
1: on your bench for two players. Don't really understand Dion Lewis either. I don't think he holds a lot of value.
0: I yeah. He's one of those guys that I'm not
1: sure he's actually the handcuff. He's handcuff not. I don't guy. think that- that's not a thing at all, and Mariota's a bum, so. Yeah. Hilton's obviously risky. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of risk with, with it. It could be, it could be a middle-of-the-road team, or it could be bad. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of upside to it. Obviously, Mahomes and Rick have to carry him, but we know that. Yeah.
0: It's really tough to come into
1: the, a draft
0: without having kept any running backs. That's
2: what I learned from Pedley's draft. Um, all right, Phil, I'll give you both team. Can, can I take Eddie's team? Sure. Because, I mean, I, I mentioned it to you and I mentioned it to Ed that I thought he had a really good draft, maybe on the basis that a lot of the <clears throat> players that he ended up getting were, were guys that I had wanted, like, I was going to stop on Deshaun Watson I ended up getting at 11, but my backup plan was to go up to three bucks for Lamar Jackson. So I I love getting Lamar at one. Devontae Freeman at at 56, I think is a, is a really, really good buy. I had him in the same tier as, in in terms of upside as Mixon. Um, So I I would have definitely paid that. And then I, I think, I think David Montgomery is going to be one of those guys. We'll watch the game tomorrow night and it's going to be like, holy shit, how did we not see this coming? hes he, They spent an early draft pick on him. He doesn't have any competition for early down work, and he even catches some passes. I know Tariq Cohen does too, and I know Mike Davis is there, but they didn't spend what they did on, on uh, Montgomery to, to hand off to, to Mike Davis. And then the upside with, with A.J. Green, everybody knows it. Peyton Barber is going to get a, a fair shot at that backfield. He's probably – even though he doesn't have much talent, he's probably the better overall running back in, in that Tampa Bay offense. So, the, the, and Moncrief is coming in; he, he's going to be the number two option in Pittsburgh, which we've already seen Pittsburgh can sustain two high-producing wide receivers. So, top to bottom, I I think it's a really good team. Not not even talk about Dalvin Cook, who I'm seeing a lot of people say is he's going to be a top three or, or, or top five running back. I, I and Michael Thomas is obviously one of the best receivers in the league. So. I I think it's a solid roster. It's one that I really didn't want to play week one, but we'll we'll get into that in in a bit. I I think Ed did a really good job. Nice.
0: I will take Bowl's team then. Um, You know, I left the draft thinking, oh, I don't think Bowl did much of anything in that draft, and now I'm looking at his team. Um, Obviously, I like Goff and quarterback. I I like Josh Jacobs. I thought a lot about getting him on that bid. I think you did too, Eddie. Um, Diggs is okay. I'm not thrilled with Minnesota receivers, but Diggs would have been the one I wanted. Kittle and Zeke are obviously great keepers. Terry Cohen carries some value in a league. I, I think Duke Johnson is the better running back out of the Texans, but I think I might be in the minority there. Um, so it comes down to can Cortland Sutton or Tyrell Williams or Curtis Samuel – or MVS kind of be the guy there. So I think both team could be okay. But there's also can, can I ask, there's also some room for this to go very wrong. So
2: So quick quick question for the group. I'm I'm sure you guys watch Hard Knocks. What where was Josh Jacobs? I I, I feel like they didn't spend any time on Josh Jacobs in any of the episodes. They don't. But what? How is that? How do they get away with that? How, how How can they do that? I'm still
1: not sure the guy exists. I could, <laughs> I could yeah. jump into him in the grocery store at the meat counter and not even know. I don't even know what he looks like. Doesn't that, does that seem weird? It's really weird. I, I, I want to
0: say yeah. I feel like that's why Montgomery has passed over him in, in, like, ADP.
1: I took him in our rookie draft right in front of Montgomery, and I still feel really awkward about it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's also in a much better situation in in terms of total offense, right? Um, In terms of total
0: offense, yeah, but in terms of guaranteed touches, I'm not sure. There's a lot more mouths in Chicago to feed than there are in Oakland. You're right. I wonder if there are guys on Hard Knocks that say, like, I don't want to be on, on TV at all, like, Brandon Marshall posted something on Twitter tonight. The middle linebacker, he got cut by the Raiders. Um, I guess he wasn't shown in any of the first four episodes, and they they just, just they in the showed his locker, the name tag being pulled off it. Of then, like, if he, a longtime veteran middle linebacker who's pretty well known throughout the NFL is about to get cut, you would think they would spend some time talking about that position battle. Um, I love Hard Knocks, wildly entertaining. I thought they did a bad job this season. It was the Gruden and AB story. I wasn't a fan of it. I don't know. Um, Keelan Doss goes to the Jaguars, too, I heard, I think. Yeah, that was on the finale last night. Um, All right, so the last team to talk about is Stein's team, and I'll take the lead there as well um obviously love chris carson players know you know who the guy is on the field <laughs> i'm not going there um rogers i like the no risk rogers by 11 bucks not not a ton that we spend for him so i like that i'm, I'm in on rogers being good this year um jones and is keepers good i like carson um i would have liked him more in the 30 some dollars not the 40 some dollars but you know, at that point in the draft, he was the best available, and I don't think you had a player yet, so you needed to go get him. Um, <laughs> Cooper Cup, obviously love me some Cooper Cup, but the point that Eddie made, I think, about Cup when you drafted him, well, it's true. Good luck finding the weeks that he scores because um, he's more the red zone guy Woods and Cooks get more targets than him. Uh, Mark Andrews, you stole that one from me. <clears throat> I like Mark Andrews. Massive overpay for Miles Sanders, but he's, you know, an elite talent. So you got to do what you had to do to get that.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why is that a massive overpay? $30 puts him at one of the. He's cheaper than Montgomery and, he, and he's cheaper than Wasn't Jacobs. it 36 or 38? Just 30. No, just 30. 30.
0: Okay. 30.
2: I still think it's an overpay because I
0: think that's Jordan Howard's job for a couple of weeks. Um,
2: I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, by the time he gets going in the second half of the season, he could turn into a McCaffrey type back in that, right? They, they used the
0: second half. I still have yet to see any proof that a Doug Peterson offense
2: focuses on
3: one running back.
2: No. Well, they've never had the running back talent to even That's focus fair. on before, That's fair. right? I just think it was an
3: overpay. No, I think it's fair. I, I was looking to get Sanders, for, hoping to get him for round the 20 mark. <clears throat> Unfortunately Phil still had a lot of money left at the same time when he was thrown out. Um, and kind of battled
2: him for well me. that's what that's what I was waiting for. I kept looking at your stack and being like, Alright, well I hope he doesn't want Miles Sanders and then I was bad, bad, bad <laughs> and I was doing the
3: same thing and I kept looking and I think you had seventy three and I had seventy four or something like that, and I was like, Well well here we go. So <laughs> Yep. Um but I like the
0: I like your bench, uh, I like John Brown, I like Michael Gallup, and I like Matt Breida for three or five guys I'm fans of on the bench. So um, I think he did a decent job there in getting some players that can help fill in. So,
3: Yeah, yeah, I left the draft not, not too pleased with what I did. I mean, I, I actually got my four targets, like I told you guys the other day. I, I went in saying I wanted Rodgers, I wanted Carson, I wanted Sanders, and I wanted Cup, and I got all four. I still feel like my team's not that good. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I did, I do feel like I have a little bit of depth this year where I might not have in years past. I, I, still, I feel like my bench might be a little better than, than usual. Yeah. Um, I was going to say going into this, that I might've been one of the guys that was on the list of not having a good job, not doing a good job. Thank God Butler saved me. <laughs> um, but I think no, no. Ev- everybody has an argument
0: That they did a decent job Except for Butler, unfortunately So, um, okay. Alright, let's get into The week one Matchups Week one is finally here Starts tomorrow Everybody I know is so excited football's finally back We'll start off with I said Hammer against T-Bag This is the Least important matchup of the week. I'm doing them in that order. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Shane. It's it's not you. It's a bowler thing. Um, Let's we'll start off with your team. Is Matt Breida a better flex than Miles Sanders for week one? So Breida, been, Breida got named on the unofficial chart yesterday as the starter for the Niners. Can't say there's a lot of weight behind that because it's unofficial. But... Um, if that's true, you would think maybe Burrito would get more touches than Sanders. So, what say you guys?
1: Yes,
2: Phil. Yeah, you got to. Sanders was never a week one by. You got to see what what the pace is, and then he's probably not going to be the starter right away. You're going to have to wait a few weeks on him and then probably week four, he takes over and then you'll see what you have. And I, 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 I went into it. Breda was on my, my target list. I, I, I love that guy. He's got an immediate role week one and, and it's definitely worth a fly. Shame yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my decision. My pretty much my only
3: decision this week, I think, um, is going to be that right there. Breda versus Sanders. Um, possibly looking at maybe moving Emmanuel Sanders out of the lineup as well. But um, I think I'm probably going to lean towards Breta, but I'd like to see some reports here before, <clears throat> before the kickoffs on Sunday about what's going to happen with touches-wise. Um,
0: I think you want to go Brita, but it's, I don't know what the Eagles are going to do. Um, if they get up big, do they give it to Sanders to see what they can do, or do they know that he's the better player already? and they just kind of hold out on him. And is Sanders more of the guy that's better for them in big games when they need their players out there? So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think that the Niners-Bucks game is going to be closer, if not Tampa being maybe a favorite in this game. So
2: I think Breida Brita might be the guy to play. Um, it's also the highest scoring game of the week in, in terms of total points in Vegas, no right? Defense. So I, I think you, you want a yeah, piece no of that. defense in that game.
0: Um, What are your expectations for Devin Singletary and the Hammer, the newly anointed Buffalo Bills running back Devin Singletary in week one?
2: Has he been named starter? No,
0: I mean, I think it's going to be a committee thing, but...
3: Uh, I, I don't know. I, that's why I asked. What are your expectations? Because I don't have much of any. They officially listed Gore as the starter, but I can't imagine that Gore gets more than his eight to ten carries. Yes. My God.
2: Um. I'll I'll I'll, I'll start. I, I I have a a floor as low as zero <laughs> on on single points this week. <laughs> I, I also think he's a pretty low upside guy. I, I don't see him scoring in the double digits at all.
1: Good ahead, uh, Ed. I agree. I think that's fair. I think they're going to lean on Gore. And they're really going here and kind of ease him in as much as we don't want to see them lean on Gore. The dude won't go away, so they're going to use him.
3: How many carries can you see Gore getting, Ed?
1: Um, well, Allen's going to take 27, so there's not a lot left left on the (laughs) table. Uh, 10 to 12?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: It's going to be game script dependent, too. Um, I've kind of been saying I think TJ Eldon's the best running back in that backfield, but I don't think that's actually going to come to fruition because, you know, NFL coaches I don't think are very intelligent, so that's, uh. That's where I stand on that. <laughs> my expectations for Singletary to answer my own question. Um, same as Phil's. Floor of zero, ceiling of seven. So, yeah. Who wins T-Bag versus Hammer? I'll take the Baggers.
1: Yes.
3: Uh, I think it's closer than you think, but I, I'm I'm going to take myself in a close, a low-scoring close one. I'm a little, I'm a little yeah, worried yeah. about Hopkins playing on Monday night and Big Ben against New England on, in a prime time.
2: Yeah, I have no idea how that Monday night game is going to go in the dome. DeAndre, I, I'm I'm playing Deshaun. I don't feel great about it. I have no idea how that Steelers game is going to go Sunday night. I don't know how I feel about it, but um, I'll, I'll I'll take me some tea bag in this matchup. Yeah,
0: clean sweep for the baggers. <clears throat> Next game: Patriots and Mad Dogs. Um, we'll talk about the Patriots first. How do we like Matt Ryan on the road week one against Minnie? i like like yeah, to start with you. Uh,
1: What do you want, like a number? I no, just do
0: you, do you like him? Do you think it's a good play? Um, I wouldn't be excited about starting Matt Ryan on the road in week one at Minnesota. Uh,
1: I don't think you're excited about it, but I don't know. He's a he plays like 90% of his game in terms this year. I think that's huge for him. I think it's huge for the whole offense. Um, I don't think there's anything to be excited about, but I think he's still rolling out there as one of the top tier guys over the last couple of seasons.
3: I'm fine with it. Shouldn't be too cold Minnesota this or this time of year. True. It's normally the cold weather that worries me with him. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's good for two touchdowns, probably two fifty in the air. Maybe a little less. Maybe a little less is, than two
2: fifty. Is there a new stadium in a dome? I was trying to figure that I, out. I feel like it was outside.
3: I thought it was outside, but
2: oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's going to be a, a bench start for me then. I, anytime Matt Ryan's on the road, he's got to be in a dome, and if he's not in a dome, no, no thanks. Yeah, I forgot,
0: Shane, that it is September in Minnesota. I just automatically think of it being like 30 degrees there. So I um, think they have seasons just like we have. So I'm I'm actually okay with it now.
1: It says the U.S. Bank Stadium is an enclosed stadium. There's no way they cannot have a dome in Minneapolis. I think it's they, retractable. They, would, they wouldn't be able to play there. Uh, They'd play three games and then have to close shop and move <laughs> to California. <laughs>
0: Is it retractable? Is it like Houston's? I don't
1: know, but I've been there in December right after the other one fell down. It's fucking awful. They wouldn't play there. <laughs> there was snow flying. into like, the windows of the cab we were in. Like, they wouldn't play there. I think it does retract, though, yes. <laughs> Thank you.
2: I, I... Uh, if it's if it's retracting, then i I change my viewpoint. I, I like Ryan. <laughs> You're the biggest backpedaler on the podcast. Um, <laughs> rank the Mad Dogs
0: backfield for week one. That would be... Eckler, Damian Williams, uh, Marlon Mack, and who am I missing? There's one more, Phil Lindsey. Um, all of them with some question marks.
3: Good, Shane. Uh, you like lists? I'll take, <laughs> um, I'll take Eckler as uh, as my top guy. I think. Mm. And then I like myself some Phil Lindsay this week as well. I'm out on both of his starters, Marlon Mack and Damian Williams right now that are in his running back slots. Okay. I'll take Damian Williams at one, Eckler two,
0: Mack three, and Lindsay four.
2: Damian Williams at Jacksonville? Wow. Look at this guy. Uh Eckler Mac Lindsey Williams. I uh, I'll I'll take Eckler because if Melvin Gordon didn't report by today, I don't think he can play right. So I he's gonna have a huge role. I like Eckler. I I, I still like Mac. Uh Williams probably last. I like I like Lindsay right right ahead of Williams.
0: All right, who wins? Patriots versus Mad Dogs. I'll take
3: the Pats. Give me the St. Louis Pats.
2: Yes. I'll take the Pats. West question nice
0: works. Clean sweep for the Pats, clean sweep for T-Dag. Until we like it on the 5 The way it should be. Yep. Shane's two favorite teams. All right. Franchise versus Park. Um, the Friday morning hoops basketball guys we play together every Friday. Um, should Ty and the franchise consider Darius Geis over Larry Fitz in their flex two in week one? Eddie, you had Geis on last season. What do you think about this? What
1: the hell does that even mean? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> is that a is this? That, that, is that, is that, like,
0: he was on your team last season, so
1: yeah, yeah. Watched his rehab closely last year. Checked in on him daily since he was on my roster. <clears> uh, <throat> what, what does that mean? What is It just was do... a
0: way for me to segue into who I was going to pick first. That's all. There was no thought behind it. So it was. It was bad. Okay. Um... You were the guy that couldn't fucking trade the guy at all last year. So you're <laughs> up. <laughs> uh.
1: uh... Yes, I don't know. Do we know what either one of these guys are going to do? No,
0: that's that's why the I, I don't know. Yeah. Throw a dart. I think Arizona has a better chance to win than Washington, so
3: I don't know if that changes. I'm going to say no, and I think Larry Fitz is a startable player this weekend daily lineups Fanduel. i
2: I don't wow i I don't i don't know if i'll go that far but i I think you got to wait a little bit to to see what the the gucci peterson split's gonna be so i I would start fitzgerald this week
0: i just i want to use the eddie can i use it here
2: the law of flexology
0: Yep. I, I think anytime you get a chance to put a running back in over a wide receiver, if that's the debate, the running back breaks the tie. So,
3: honestly, I would consider Justin Jackson before Gucci. I think <laughs> I hate that you guys call him Gucci. Um, <laughs> <laughs> over,
0: <laughs> over Gucci, baby. Touches for Lashawn McCoy in Week One, KC at
1: Jacksonville. Um. Under, but he's going to make a big
3: play. Uh, I think it's just under.
2: He's going to have a 60-yard screen pass. Hmm. I, I I do think he's going to have a good year. I I think he's going to get eased into it after the first few weeks. So I, I don't think he's going to have that many touches. I'll take an under as well. Um
0: I'm really curious to see. That's, I think, the thing to watch the most this week is how that how the touches shake out in that offense. Who wins Fleetwood Franchise versus Abusement Park? I think we'll all take... Oh, I'm going to take the park here. Park.
3: Um, I'm going to take the park. Closer than you think.
1: I'll take the park as well, just because the two tight end offense doesn't have great matches. Ingram and Kelsey. And Saquon is
0: a third. <laughs> yes, Ed is the guy on the podcast that hates Saquon. Um, all right, Weevils versus Ice Cream. Let's start off the Weevils. They have to be happy. They get their top player back, Ezekiel Elliott after the five-year, six-year, $90 million contract <laughs> awarded to a running back. Uh, just fascinating to me. Who, um, With Zeke coming into the lineup, who do you think starts in his wide receiver two spot? Currently, Cortland Sutton's there. But I think you could also make a case for Tyrell Williams, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, and the gentleman that I failed to put on here, Curtis Samuel. I think Eddie might say Curtis Samuel. Samuel against the Rams, Sutton against Oakland, Tyrell against Denver, and MVS tomorrow night against the Bears, if that helps you guys out. <clears throat> it
1: does, because I either have god-awful internet in this back room, or this new format for ESPN is dog shit. <laughs> it is. I, it's really I bad. I can't get anything to load in under 17 minutes. So. That's why there's like dead radio in between questions. No, that's all right. Um, I, I just
0: said, I think you would pick Samuel because I know you love beating up Peters. So,
1: uh, yeah. And I love Curtis Samuel. I wanted him on my team badly, but the Peyton Barber pick kind of strapped me and I lost again, my sleeper people to Bull, who can't spend this money. So what is the, um, what, what what was the Samuel price? I don't have it in front of me. It was two bucks, but I was down to one dollar players. Yeah.
2: okay. Uh, who, who are your sleeper players at MBS?
1: No, I wanted Samuel.
2: And, and anybody else?
1: Um, I don't remember offhand. I was writing them down and erasing them as they were getting taken. Uh, you
0: liked Gallup.
1: Yeah, I had Gallup on my list at one point. I uh, didn't think that Manny Sanders was going to get to eight. I thought I was going to ride that horse again for a lot cheaper.
3: Ed, I feel like me and you really? are the only
1: two people that love Manny Sanders. I, I, I can't quit him, dude. Yeah, he's
3: just so good.
1: Love, love him.
2: He looks good. He looks good. Um, what what what's the upside with Gallup? Why why are you guys so high on Gallup
1: this year? It wasn't high on him. I just think there's a lot of potential with him. They don't yeah. have a number two other than him. People.
3: I mean, Beasley's out of town. I um, Feel like mm-hmm. there's going to be a little uptick this year, and I feel, feel like going to be. A, he's going to have a few weeks this year that are that are just big weeks, real big weeks. So I like him because I
0: think he was. Overthrown for touchdowns five or six times last year, um, and I also don't think Amari Cooper's healthy. So that's
1: yeah. I saw a thing on Twitter that was like break, like was just showing him running routes, and he was shitting on people last year. Yeah, just get him the yeah. ball. Like, he is a better <clears throat> than people know, just in terms of a route runner. Um, but to answer your question, uh, I haven't seen enough out of Sutton. Uh, Tyrell Williams is another guy that did not show up on Hard Knocks. Really weird. And uh, I'll go with Samuel.
3: I think I'm going to go with Samuel as well. I don't really. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Samuel too. Sorry, yeah. You. I don't really like any of the options to be honest with you, but I'll go Samuel.
1: Oakland, Denver feels like a field goal fest. <laughs> and I think it's fair to say that the Ram- the Rams are going to score, so Carolina's going to throw.
0: I like Samuel this week. I think it's a good one. I'm just not – I'd like to see Cam play with the uh, foot injury and the coming back from the shoulder. I want to see that. MVS is not the play tomorrow night. If you're looking for a, D- a DFS showdown matchup tomorrow night, it's Geronimo Allison. He's the play tomorrow night. Um, and then I would probably pick Sutton because – I just think the Oakland defense sustains, and I think Flacco's out to to prove to some people. He's got some game left in him. I wasn't a fan of it when it happened, but um, everything that – like, there's just a lot of good vibes around
2: Denver right now, so I like that. Uh, As someone who's addicted to the week-to-week fantasy games, why Mm -hmm. is Allison the play tomorrow over MBS? So,
0: Allison's the slot receiver, and – Bryce, I think it's Bryce Callahan, was the top slot corner in the NFL last year, and he was on the Bears, and he's no longer there. And the guy they replaced him with was like bottom five in the league on his set. So, um, that's
2: good right. intel. So. This is why this guy's won <clears> three <throat> out of four. Um, we're playing checkers. He's playing his chess.
0: Rashad Penny Spears best bet in the flex for week one.
3: Because
0: I don't like it. I didn't like uh-huh. to buy it at all. I'm not a penny guy.
3: I think it's Geronimo Allison because <laughs> <laughs> the guy that he's facing is one of the bottom five cover corners for slots in the NFL. Yeah, that's what my research <laughs> says. Um, I don't think it's Penny. I I'm a little concerned. I, I I'm actually not concerned, but heard you guys talking at the draft that this is going to be a, a split split load, and I really don't see that happening. I think Carson's clearly better.
2: Yeah, I, 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 made, I made that comment, and uh, so I'll, I'll address it. I think Carson is the short-term effective answer, but you don't spend a first-round pick on a guy like Richard Penny to not at least give him some bit of opportunity, right? They're going to want to take advantage of, of potentially having an extra year since he's a first-round pick. Uh, on the contract, on his rookie deal. I know sometimes it doesn't matter, like with Zeke. I can just see them doing everything they can, even if Carson is a better overall back, which it looks like he is so far, to try and get Penny into the offense somehow, some way.
1: I think the whole draft capital thing is just such a dead horse that's been beaten so bad. Like, they're trying to win games. I don't think. I don't think anyone cares what the draft cap is.
2: Well, I mean, look at look at Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay. Like, that dude cannot play. It, <laughs> it is crystal clear. He has no place in the NFL, but they're not going to give up on him because they drafted him in the first round last year and they don't want to look stupid. No,
1: I mean, they're not going to release him. A second they're not going to force him out there if they can't win with the guy out there. And I'm not saying the Penny's in the same situation, but – they're not going to try to feed the guy the ball, of course, and can win them games in can just because they spent a first round pick.
0: Tampa and Seattle are also going different ways, too. Tampa's got a new coach, new offense. He's trying to figure out where players fit, probably not anticipating winning much this year. Seattle's a playoff team. like They're trying to win games, and if Penny's not getting done, they're not going to waste Russell Wilson's prime. Um, and also, I think we have to look at positions too. And like that, the way the first round contracts have changed, being able to get a rookie running back in the first round and be able to get that fifth year on that rookie deal and then get rid of them, I think is valuable because we're seeing teams abuse these running backs for four or five years and then cut them loose. And then these guys can't even get second contracts in some cases. So, I think being able to take a running back in the first round, same as being able to take a quarterback in the first round and get yourself that fifth-year team option is um, pretty intriguing to a lot of teams. I don't know. So, um,
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of I, – I see what you're saying, but I disagree. And the, the reason I disagree is that there's value there. But as we just saw with Zeke, When you take a running back in the first round, especially high first round, there is this sense of complete entitlement that is going to make them, if they do a good job, make them come back to the table because they know what you just said, people running the wheels off them and going through five years and then not giving them a big deal and letting them go. Like they know that's coming. So you're going to see this Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott where these high draft picks I know Bell was second round but like the, the high draft picks are going to say hey you, you have to pay us now or we're not playing out the rest of this deal I think what that's going to cause for the ripple effect is they're not even going to I don't think running backs are going to get taken in, in at least that first half of the first round I don't see them getting taken in the first round at all because it is such a replaceable position
0: Zeke went well, four overall if you take a running back fourth overall it's because you think he's going to be the best running back in the league so pay the man like that. Penny was the fourth or fifth running back taken in, in the back end of the twenties, and I think it was. Uh, oh, we like this guy, and this position's flying off the board. We better take him now. Thing that those are totally different situations. Gordon
2: Sandman, but Mel- Melvin Melvin Gordon, he, he was middle of the first round, and he's coming back. What? How much? How much time does he have left? A year on his deal? Or two years on his deal? With the no, this is the
0: last year of his deal. This, so he's no, got a year this left. this is his fifth-year team option. He came into our, our draft, I think, year. Well, he came in the league with Charlie. This is his fifth year.
2: All right. But he still has to play this season. Like that, that's, that's, one, that's one year. It, we haven't started. That's thats a year, right?
0: No, this is his fifth year. So he has four-year okay. team so option he- for the fifth year.
2: So he's not under contract. He's you he can sign anywhere. You know, the, the team
0: exercised his team option this year, so this is his fifth year. I don't know if
2: if he doesn't show up at all this year. I don't know what that means for his contract. He's he's if he doesn't show up this season at all, he's in the same spot he is right now, where they have him for another year. I thought they'd be able to just franchise him. It's
0: not important. Um, is Penny,
2: he's got a report by week ten or week Penny twelve.
0: Or what did we say? Stein said no. I said no, Eddie said no, and I don't remember what Phil said. I, I think Allison can okay. play, to your point. All right. Okay. Um, who wins? Weevils versus Ice Cream.
3: Ice Cream, and it's not close.
2: Ice Cream.
1: Okay, you just read the projections or not?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll take the ice cream, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, four clean sweeps, two games left. Dogs versus Klan. Uh Which wide receiver for the Dogs out of Woods, Godwin, or Boyd gets the most targets in week one?
3: Godwin.
2: I'd say Boyd. Uh, Godwin for me. I, I think the dude's going to be a stud this year.
1: Take uh, take Boyd, they're going to be losing.
0: Yeah, and nobody else really in town there.
1: He's not going to have the most catches, but he'll get it thrown his way in the dirt a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'm not really thrilled about the red rifle, but it is what it is. All right, so last year, J- Jalen Ramsey followed Tyreek Hill around when the Chiefs and Jaguars met up. Uh, it said that he thinks Tyreek Hill is a really good pun returner because nobody can talk that smack like Jalen Ramsey can. Uh, he's going to follow him around again this Sunday. Is anyone concerned about Tyreek Hill's production with Ramsey being a shadow
1: on him? I haven't. I think I'm always concerned about Hill's production because I don't think he's a good receiver.
2: I'm I'm, I'm concerned about that whole Chiefs offense going up against the, the, the Jags. I don't really know what that game's going to look like, but I, I think the Hill owner, the Mahomes owner, who happens to be the same person, I, I think he's going to come out of that disappointed. But uh, it'll be good to get it all out of the way in week one. Um. I I
0: I still think Tyree breaks loose for one. I don't know. They have four weeks to plan for this. Um I don't know. I just think Andy Reid's gonna come up with something to get that dude loose.
1: Uh
2: he's gonna get Sammy Watkins loose, which we'll talk about here in a bench. Um No he's he's the flex. Who who
0: wins dogs versus clan? I'll take the dogs. No reason not
3: to. I don't even have to look at the matches for this one. It's the dogs.
0: <laughs> good Phil.
2: I feel like uh the, the, the Klux Klan has some good karma coming their way and, and they're gonna win this okay. one. Uh
1: the dogs.
0: So did you know? In the dogs last thirty in the uh, Suns' of fantasy football league, we we're twenty no, six and four. Um, <laughs> who wins uh, the game of the week? We're going to get there now. It's wolves versus curtain. Half of the podcast. We'll start off with the wolves. Is Latavius Murray really flex worthy? Phil, I guess, is
2: ruining that question now and saying he's not. Well, I mean, I guess. So, when we were at the draft – You made it a dick measuring contest. That's what you did. No, I – no, you're right. I did. Okay. But when, when Peyton Barber went for seven, I kind of, like, made a comment to myself where I sighed heavy. That was out loud. You wasn't. didn't make
1: it to yourself. That, that was out loud. You didn't make it to yourself. It's like that time I drafted Adam Thielen ahead of the curve because I was smarter than everybody, and he said, you got to get a piece of that vaunted Minnesota pass offense. Well, either way, it
2: wasn't because. All right, it wasn't because I didn't like Peyton Barber. It was because I had just drafted Latavius Murray for six. Who I, I, I guess I'm the only person that's high on. But if you if you look at what has happened over the last few months, as soon as free agency opened, the Saints locked Latavius Murray in, into a deal. Right, I, I think he's going to be playing that Mark Ingram role that we saw from 2017. He's busy. He he's a bigger back tall like he, he's taller than, than Kamara is he has more weight than Kamara does he's a goal line specialist I think I saw something like he had I don't know the third most touchdowns whatever last season I don't know what the number is but he's he's a goal line specialist I see him having an immediate role I, I'm not as confident in him like I, I that's what I think is going to happen I want to see it happen before I put him in, into a lineup which is why I'm going to go with Sammy Watkins this weekend
0: So I don't think Murray is nearly as talented as Ingram. Um, I think he's much more uh, much more affordable than Ingram. And I think the comparison between the two in terms of what they use them for um, is why they jumped out and pounced and got him right away. But I think they're going to find out pretty soon that it's not the same situation. So um, – I like Murray this year as a handcuff to Kamara, but I hated the price you had to pay to get him um, in an auction. You got him for a good price, but I wasn't going to go out sixth, seventh round like he was going for in snake draft. So
2: I, I had a twenty-five dollar price on him, and then what I got him for six, I I, I, I was ecstatic for six bucks. It's it's totally worth the dart throw. To see what's going to happen, and then I can I can cut them loose if the, after the first few weeks it doesn't go as as I think. But just every indication I have, we know how the running back position is changing in the NFL. That workhorse back, especially for a younger guy that you have that you want to lock up long term, are they really going to feed Kamara as much as they have been? I I I, I think Murray has upside. All
1: right.
2: Stein, anything?
3: Um, I was preparing a late night trivia question, so I missed this.
1: Okay. Oops. Well, circling back, to mm-hmm. we're playing, so they're circling back to the Barber, bin. I was sitting at a $9 max and I said to myself, whichever guy comes out first that I can get for under nine between Barber and Carlos Hyde, I was going to do because I wanted a guy that has starting running back potential for the duration. Um. With a chance to work away from a split, so
2: no, and, and and to to go back to my point, it wasn't to say like, oh my god, I can't believe Peyton Barber is a bad player or it's not a good pick. It was more of I can't believe I just got Murray for that price of, of, of cheaper than Barber. I like, I'm I'm fine with Barber. I, I don't think he's that talented, but he's the best back in that offense. I'm, I'm I'm fine with that pick. You get a starting running back for seven bucks. You do that every day of the week.
1: As an RB four.
0: All right, what's a realistic stat I line for David? I think he's.
1: <laughs> no, he's my RB four. I give two shits if you can. No. Yeah. <laughs> what's a what
0: realistic was. stat line for David I'm Montgomery welcome. out the gate as a rookie? Thursday night. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think he's going to do? I mean, we we talked up a little bit how much everyone kind of likes him now. When I watch him play, I feel like I'm watching Matt Porte in that offense. Um, that's, I think, very high praise. But I could see him going for um, 100 total yards and a totter tomorrow. Well, Matt
1: Nagy said he's pinching himself, trying to figure out how this dude just fell to them and they got him. So I think the work, the work rate's going to be pretty yeah. high. I hate doing stat lines, but yeah, I'm excited about it because I don't think Green Bay's defense is going to be anything to worry about.
3: I'll say he runs for 50 and receives for 50 and punches one in. It's
2: really low. Um he's going to have 14 rushes for Ooh. 80 yards, two catches for 14 yards Jeez, and two nice. touchdowns. My mine,
3: mine was 50 plus on both. I wasn't 50 exactly. He goes over 50 rushing and receiving
2: dude. The, the hype is real. This Nothing guy is the real deal. Make the Desert
0: Dogs juices flow than a 25-point effort against the two Wolves from Montgomery tomorrow night,
3: so <laughs> I would be
0: flat-out honest <laughs> about that. Um, who wins Wolves versus Curtain.
3: This is a good one. I'm going to go with the curtain.
0: I'll go with the curtain as well because I don't like the honor of the Seawolves. <laughs> it's
1: not it's not personal, though, Phil, just to steal from your line. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I, I get it. Go ahead,
1: Um, End. I don't know if I'm good enough yet to get done. But I'm going to take myself because I feel like the difference in the projection is the fact that they don't have Lamar Jackson running for 1,000 yards and three touchdowns like I do tomorrow or Sunday.
2: Yeah, at, at Miami, that that's a that's a really bad matchup for me. Um, I, I'm going to take the curtain to Lamar Jackson at, at Miami, David Montgomery tomorrow night. It, the, the stage is just set for him to light everything on fire. And then my matchup's... Pittsburgh at New England Sunday night, at, that's no good. And I could see the Texans getting their doors blown off them in, in, in the Dome down in New Orleans, which, which but, is pretty unfortunate. But bonus that, that's for what it is.
1: I need a little lineup advice here. I drafted Lamar Jackson, loving his first two weeks. I figured <laughs> to take him for two weeks and then drop him. You know where this is going? Do you know where this is going? I don't. But then I was like, man – these dollar players are really shit. I might as well take a second quarterback, and I took <laughs> Drew Brees. Are you aware of what day of the week Drew Brees plays? <laughs>
3: the team? He plays Monday night at home.
1: <laughs> so, having drafted Lamar Jackson as my first quarterback, thinking Miami's a juicy matchup, what do I do with Drew Brees playing on a Monday night at home?
3: You put him in your lineup. <laughs> you play him in a lot of fan lineups.
0: You
1: put him if you're not going to put him in your lineup for this. You play him
3: in every FanDuel fan lineup you have.
2: <laughs> that 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 would be pretty cool to have the two Monday Night quarterbacks facing off against one another.
1: Uh, if you put Will Fuller in, I'll put him in. That way, we have a quarterback <laughs> wide receiver tandem.
2: I really want Will Fuller to play too. <laughs> God damn
0: it! I'm looking forward to this matchup.
3: Um, all right, late night trivia. All right, I did. I did. Wouldn't be a podcast without that one, so we had to get it in here. Uh, not, a, not a great question, but I, I kind of like it. Um, all the rage right now in college is quarterbacks transferring to different schools um, because everyone's soft and doesn't want to compete for a starting job. Um, in the NFL, there are 32 quarterbacks slated to start this week, obviously. Of those quarterbacks, eight of them played college football for more than one school. Who
1: are they?
2: I'll go first. That's Russell Wilson. Can you name the schools? Wisconsin, <laughs> and, NC Wisconsin and NC State.
1: Uh, Jacoby Berset. Florida and NC State.
3: That is correct. Good pull, Ed.
1: You're welcome. He was on the Mac if he shows
0: his name. <laughs> um, Joe Flacco played at Pittsburgh and Delaware. Very good pull,
3: Matthew. That is correct.
2: Oh shit! It's back to me.
1: Hmm. We think. I got another one. Me too. Mm-hmm. You
0: said there was eight, Shane. There are eight. I got two more. I got three. I, th- I think.
2: I feel. I feel like did Rivers transfer? I feel like Rivers, Rivers was a
3: four-year starter at NC State. He did not transfer.
2: <laughs>
1: no,
3: Phil's right. out. I'm out. Down to the uh, two big ones.
1: Baker Mayfield, but I don't know, remember the first school.
3: Baker Mayfield is correct. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. That is correct. Yeah, Texas Tech.
0: That's um, Cam Newton, Florida, and Auburn. Damn it!
3: Cam Newton is correct. He played oh, for a good one. Blinn College. Heard. <laughs> Florida and Auburn.
1: Uh, He's the only one
3: to play for three. <clears throat> I don't
1: know if I have another one.
0: Um,
3: Kyler Murray transferred, didn't he? It's well. It's Edwards' turn right now. could. Okay. But... <laughs> Sorry.
1: Kyler Murray transferred,
3: didn't he? Kyler Murray is correct. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's bad. Um, playing out of turn, kind of
1: like he did at
3: the draft.
1: He, yeah,
0: he, he, I did do that. Ooh.
3: Played for Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Um,
2: there are okay. two left. No, I don't have one. I, I have a guess. Did did um did,
3: did, Zach Zach did that not transfer? transfer. He was at Texas A&M his whole career. Yeah. To
1: them
3: at all. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I'm sorry. Um, Tannehill. Trent, he's
0: not a starter. Um, he <laughs> switched positions. Okay.
2: Uh, now I'm. Just <laughs> well, I do feel like it's like a Fitzpatrick name, though. He went to an Ivy League school. If you didn't know that,
0: um.
1: Oh, I
3: didn't know that. <laughs> Fun fact, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the 2004 Ivy League Player of the Year. I didn't know he was in the Ivy League. Mahomes, Mahomes was a transfer,
0: wasn't
3: he? Mahomes was not a transfer. All right. was... oh. You guys, when you want a clue, let me know. Clue. Both of the remaining quarterbacks are Super Bowl champions. Big Ben. Big Ben is not. He played for Miami of Ohio. Yeah, I knew, obviously I knew all, that. All three.
2: Did Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz did not transfer. He played North Dakota State. Statement. I feel like that—that's what you would have used a, a Super Bowl championship <laughs> type line for somebody that was a backup uh, injured, false, sitting on the man. bench.
3: Nick Foles is correct. Can you name? Can you name where he played? Oh, Arizona.
1: Arizona. What was the first
3: one? He played in Arizona, but he started somewhere else. UCLA. Nope. nope. He started in the Big Ten at Michigan State. Wow. Oh my God. Now no, you say know that. that, I do kind
0: of remember that. Um. Super Bowl, but well, it's either Breeze or I don't think Brady was at Michigan all four years. Um, who else are we missing?
3: There's only two other Super Bowl champions that you didn't name so far. So, Other than the two I just
0: named?
2: Yeah. Okay. Is um, what's his fit? Is Keenum the starter in Washington? He is not a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> and yes, he is. <laughs> I thought Aaron I thought he was on the roster.
3: Aaron Rodgers is correct. Can you ah, name where he played? Cal. I don't know. He started out at Butte Community College. <laughs>
1: uh, I didn't know that.
3: And then went to Cal. That's a
1: good question. That doesn't count. That? I was actually watching this 2003 bowl game tonight. So, yeah, that is uh, Shit was grainy as hell, but it, that dude was slinging it. All it's right,
3: Angelo Hall. One so, more fun, one more fun fact for this you know, the only school to offer Aaron Rodgers a scholarship, Division one. Fresno State, <laughs> Illinois is the only school that offers. <laughs> That's astounding. No wonder he kicks the Bears' ass every <laughs> time he plays him. Uh.
0: All right, Phil. I'll give you a little bit of an open floor to do a rant because I don't feel like you talked enough this podcast. Um.
2: Well, I don't. I don't know if any of our subscribers are listening, especially after all the cursing that's happened. So that there, there goes our, our young children subscribers. But I, I did want to want to throw something out there, and since we're on the eve, we're on the eve of, of week one starting, I thought this was really interesting. And uh, I, I was on Twitter.com, and s- someone made a, a reference to this. I'm not going to say – I'm going to anonymize who the quote is about and who the team is. So just ju- just listen to this quote and, and think about it for a second. The head coach came out and said this offseason, blank, blank, is our guy. He's our starter. There's no doubt. He is going to be a blank blank for a long time. And then in the off season, they traded up to to draft a running back on, on day two. And they also signed two free agent veterans. Do you know which team I'm talking about? That would have to be the Buffalo bills. I'm guessing. That would be the Buffalo Bills, and then they, they cut Lashawn McCoy, which, which everybody knows. But my point is what coaches say, a.k.a. Todd Gurley, is healthy, ready to go. I, I wouldn't pay as much attention to as trading up on day two to get a running back, matching an offer sheet for, for Malcolm Brown to make sure that they have a strong number two there. I think on week one we see Malcolm Brown play in for a few series, way more than than what they're used to seeing. Gurley Gurley's rate when they are up double digits, which they were a lot last year, was off the charts. Like you, you don't, you never see starters play that long. They're going to get a huge cutback in in his time there. Malcolm Brown's going to play in for more series. Daryl Henderson's going to take some of the third down reps, and what we're going to be left with is a, a, a Todd Gurley that may or may not be healthy with probably a 40% usage rate over, over what he's doing. That's an end, end rant. I just wanted to go on record to say that before the season started. That's where my <laughs> head's at.
0: I don't think I've ever argued any of those points. Today. I just feel like <laughs> he's still going to get the goal line work. And the guy scores 18 touchdowns a season. Sounds like <laughs> But um Shane, what my head's at is Shane made the comment after the projections were sent out to the group chat that, you know, me and you were top two and let's give the people what they want this year. The people already had this two years ago, and it is the most embarrassing championship effort I've ever seen, I think, by over 80 points. So um I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that again to you this year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, that, that, that's great. Why don't, why don't we keep talking about what happened two, three years ago on this podcast and see what happens to the <laughs> subscriber number? The, the, you, you know what the people want. The, pe- the, the, the people want you to finally get phased out of having Todd Gurley and holding it over everybody's head. People want to see, can cause come is cause a better owner than just having Todd Gurley drafted in the first year of this draft. That's that, that's what people want to see. And can he take on all these challengers that are going to be coming for him this season? Now that the, the is, amount um, of draft cash has substantially increased 2018 per for our league. Why, why stop there? Why don't you talk about his 2016
0: season 20, how about 2015? No, let's let us use some time year, and talk about that. Our He didn't do anything. He didn't play. I didn't use him. So you're clueless, um, and you are a troll. That's
2: (laughs) what I would say about you. So, with that being said, Shane, Shane, sounds like I hit a nerve. But thank you for joining me
0: tonight, Phil. This will be your last podcast (laughs) ever,
1: and. If we're all if we're all doing uh, big preseason takes, I'll I'll throw mine out there. Yeah, let's do it. That's going to be a dude. Damn it! Still feel good about it, Eddie. Yeah, he's going to be a stud. Okay. Hebron's value is higher now than it ever was.
3: I like that one, Ed. I can see I can see Brissette taking that team to the playoffs.
2: They have a good roster. I I just I I, I bet on the Texans.
0: Shane, you got any hot takes?
3: My hot takes is, I have a couple for you. Take Jacksonville and the points this week against KC.
1: Oh man, gambling's legal. I didn't give a two for this actually matters too.
3: <laughs> and I would take less than Ten and a half wins for the New England Patriots. Wow!
2: All right, Kaz, what, what, what's your hot take for the season? Um, I feel like you want to throw something out there about Robert Woods or uh, no Chris Godwin. I, think I have them valued properly. I mean,
0: you know, you you make a lot of fun of me, um, but. I will say I think your team's good at Connor as a top five running back, and I have Juju as the number two wide receiver. So everybody that I usually talk highly about on this podcast has a great season. So I'm really looking forward to Connor and Juju <laughs> destroying it this year. I think they might be the two best keepers in the league. Um, and hopefully they don't have to
1: visit the training room all this year. All right. Yeah. It's, it's about time you came around. Second hot take, if I get a trade done this year, you guys are fucked because <laughs> I you <laughs> with a fucking drafted roster.
3: Give us a two for one and let's close it up, Ed.
1: I right, close my Chromebook. I'm going to bed.
2: Hot. All right. Here's a hot take: If Melvin Gordon comes back this week or next week, nobody's beating. Sure, he's going undefeated.
0: <laughs> all right, that's interesting.
2: Well, thank
0: you, Eddie and Shane, for again for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, you guys are
2: good people, Phil. I appreciate you on the podcast, but that's about it. Thank you so. I think, you've sucked. I think it sucked. it's been a good run. That night, th- thanks for the invite yeah. so far. You guys have a no good problem. season. Shane, are you excited? It's going to be that time of year, you know.
1: <laughs>
3: Everyone's the uh, <laughs> seasons are getting ready to start. It's Starting to get exciting now. So, uh, yeah, I'm for- little,
1: you, little thing- you guys feeling that? Little you, you feeling like balls?
3: the the, the, the <laughs> tingle? Yeah, feeling tingling. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: I uh, eighty four minutes too many that we've been on now tonight and uh, again thank you guys looking forward to week one best of luck to everybody not named Phil and uh, just looking forward to seeing where things shake out after Monday thanks and uh, talk to you guys next week